Welcome to Transition Church Podcast, a place for growth and revelation. Thank you for tuning in. Now, your host, Paul the Lion Huntington. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. We ask you, would you just minister to us? Give us understanding and revelation on how to walk as you want us to walk, how to talk, how to live the way you want us to live, Lord God. Help us supply, uh, apply everything that you've teached, you have taught us. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I'm going to talk to you about, turn this on. There you go. Freedom 360, being free all the way around, okay? Now, that means freedom mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of that. Everything of your whole being, being uh, walking in freedom. Now, a lot of times we don't really live in freedom. There's certain parts of us or certain parts of our lives that we live in freedom, but other times we don't, okay? So, like, you could be, I'm free when it comes to dieting. Man, I mean, I could, I could handle a diet. I could, I'm, I'm good at that. And then, you know, when it comes to sleeping, you're horrible at sleeping. You know, you don't get enough rest. Or you could be like, I'm awesome at studying, I'm awesome at, at, at reading and stuff like that. But then other times, you know, in, in your, your work ethic, as in you're working your job, you're awesome at it. You know, there's always a con on contrast back and forth. And the thing is, is I want you guys to learn today um, about living in freedom all the way around. Okay? So we're going to look at Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Okay? So what Paul's saying in this in the scripture is, you know, when Christ died, he gave us freedom. He unlocked the chains. He unlocked the things that are in our life. Okay? He unlocked the slavery of sin. He locked the slavery of, of death. And he gave us freedom. Okay, but it says, do not burden yourselves or do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, if I was, you know, walking around in freedom and, and, you know, I had like, you know, I was incarcerated for however long and everything like that. And I'm living a good life, but I literally go to the police officer and say, hey, arrest me again. That would be weird, right? That would be like. Okay, what's wrong with you? But a lot of us, we live that way spiritually, where we're, we, we are set free. We're born again. We're living what Christ wants. And then we fail and we go back to the devil and say, hey, put me back in bondage. Hey, I messed up again. I, I need to start all over. Hey, you start giving yourself condemnation. You start giving yourself anxiety. You start giving yourself stress. And you think of yourself as a failure spiritually. And you literally wallow and sit in, in the, on the floor and not move. So you tell the devil, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> let, me, let me put bondage back on. Let me put uh, um, the weight of the world back on me because, hey, I failed. I messed up. But that would be the same as me saying, hey, police officer, arrest me, please. Even like I don't have a, poli uh, a police a record or a, a criminal record or anything like that. It's me going to police, hey, arrest me, please. And they'll be like, okay, for what? Just arrest me. Oh, uh, what did you do? Nothing. Arrest me. Uh, did you commit a crime? No. Did you do uh, something um, in the act of a crime? No. 
Why would we arrest you? Because I want you to. That doesn't make any sense. And the police officer would look at me like I'm, I'm dumb. Right? But you know what? I'm going to just arrest you for wasting my time. Good. Now you're arresting me. I was kidding. Now get away from me. But we live our life in that way. We live our life in the mentality of, of bondage, in the mentality of, of, of slavery, in the mentality of being yoked. Okay, now, some people don't know what being yoked is, okay? So in, in the Bible times, they would um, plow the fields, and the way they plow the fields, they would have two oxen, and there's this wooden thing that actually connected the ox together. It looked like a, kind of like a T or, a, or an M. Okay, so it's like an M, and the one head of the ox is here, one head of the ox is here, okay? And they would like literally chain the ox to that yoke, so they're walking in sync. They can't move wherever they want to. They can't separate. They had to stay in unison. And so when you are yoked back to sin, you are now hooked with sin, and you could only go where sin goes, and it's, it's a struggle to get away from sin. Jesus broke that yoke. He gave you freedom. He gave you your, your individuality. A lot of us think we're living individually or, or living, you know, this is who I am in sin. But you're not. You're in tandem. You're in, in the same beat as sin. The Bible also says don't be unequally yoked. A lot of times we have friendships. We have relationships. We even have uh, um, job placement and stuff like that that's not yoked with you. And if you put an ox facing one way and another ox facing the other way, what are they going to do? Going around in circles. They're going to continue to fight. They're not going to bring any progress to where they're going. And we're like, well, you know, I don't understand why. It just seems like my life is just going round and round in circles. I don't, wait. Wow. Did you think that unequally yoked? I don't know, man. We, can, we keep, in my relationship, we keep just going around and around in circles, and we're, 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 not, we're not going anywhere. Hmm. Maybe you're not equally yoked. In Galatians 2.11, now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Be blamed. Before a certain man or before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fear of those who were of circumcision. Now, what this is talking about, Paul confronted Peter. Now, Peter was eating with the, with the Gentiles that were saved. He was communicating with them. They were his friends. But when, people, when the Jews who were saved came from, from Jerusalem, Peter was like, oh, uh, I can't hang out with the Gentiles anymore. I can't be over there. You know, I can't. Even though they were saved, he went back to being under the law. Now, law. Let's think about the law. Now, we're thinking about the Ten Commandments. There's a thing called the Mosaic Law. Now, in the Mosaic Law, there's 613 laws. Now, there's the Ten Commandments, and what derives from the Ten Commandments are the 613 laws. Now, if you break one of these laws, you broke all of them. There's only one person who fulfilled 
all 613 laws. That was Jesus. So think about it. Is it possible to for you to actually keep all all the laws of the land? No. One way or another, you'll break it. So if I'm driving in, the, in my car, right, and what's the law? Seatbelt, right? That's the law. But how many of us, just, I'm just going right down the street. Did I break the law? Yeah. I broke a law. So it doesn't mean I'm a lawbreaker? Yeah. It only takes one. You only had to break one law. One law. If I was to, boy, I want to sneeze. <laughs> if I were to um, rob a bank, am I a bank robber? How many banks do I need to rob to be a bank robber? How many murders do I need to commit to be a murderer? How many things do I need to steal to be a thief? One. How many sins do I need to, to, uh, to, to commit to be a sinner? One. And yet, what the Pharisees were saying, oh, I keep the law, I walk in the law, and Jesus confronted them like, no, you, yo, you're not, you don't keep the law. You break the law. You're a lawbreaker. And yet they do, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. See, when, when Paul confronted Peter, Paul was saying, hey, hold on. You were saved through Christ, which did away with the law, and yet now you're going back to the law because there come, there, there's some Jews who are coming around you, there's some people coming around you, there's religious that's coming around you, and you change your mindset where you're like, I can't hang out with those people. Even though they're saved in Christ, I can't hang out with them because why? They're Gentiles. They're not Jews. They're not circumcised. And Paul's like, hold on. Neither Jew nor Gentile. Salvation was presented to both. And Nate, you want to be like, okay, I can't hang out with them. What, is they, what are they going to think of me? We have so many cliques. We have so many uh, um, um, gangs, I want to call it. You know, they called, uh, I call them Christian gangs. They bang on each other. Think about this. All denominations bang on each other. Well, what do you mean they bang on each other? Okay. Think about this. You have a non-denominational, right? Spirit-filled church. And then you have another uh, religion, or not religion, another, uh, what you want, what, what do I want to call it? Denomination. Okay? Hmm. Do they talk stuff about them? Yes. Do they talk stuff about them? Yes. So it's just like we are the body of Christ, but in being the body of Christ, it's like my pinky toe talking crap about my heart and my eyeballs talking crap about my ears and my hair talking crap about my, my tongue. I don't understand why I'm even on this person, you know, my hair, I mean, I'm the hair, I look good, I'm the one that makes him look good, and the teeth are like, no, I make him look good because I have a nice pearly white, so I'm, I'm all good, and then the mouth's like, well, if I don't open my mouth, you, won't, you wouldn't be seen. That my body will be in dysfunction. And yet, what does the body of Christ look like? When Paul confronted Peter, Paul was like, hold on, you're bringing division. Because you're separating yourself from your friends who are Gentiles and they were saved. Hold on. That, that's not right. Well, Paul was saved after Peter. Peter was with Christ. 
Peter walked with Christ. Peter talked with Christ. Peter had a relationship with Christ, and yet Peter missed. He messed up. He failed. Well, how did he fail? He went back to the law. The very thing that Jesus conquered, he went back to. He went back to that same bondage. He went back to that same restraint that the law had. All 613 of them. The Mosaic law. See, how did they come up with the Mosaic law? Well, it's like this. You have the Ten Commandments, right? And then you have add-ons. 613 add-ons to the law of Moses. That's why it's called the Mosaic law is the law of Moses. So if, if you fail this one, well, we need another law so you don't fail this one. But then if you fail that one, then we need another law. If you, and it continues to being 613. So 10 into 613. Well, Jesus fulfilled all the law. But Peter was putting himself back underneath the law. Even though he had freedom in Christ. Because he was worried about what the Jews who are converted to Christianity, who are circumcised, would think of him by him being a Jew, hanging out with the Gentiles. That's putting yourself underneath the law. That's, that's giving up your freedom in Christ. I'd rather be underneath these 613 laws, so here's my freedom. Thank you very much, and I'm going to go about my way. Wait. Hold on. We, we, we missed what Jesus did because Paul says in Galatians also that if Christ, if we put ourselves back under the law, Christ's death was for nothing. It was for nothing. It didn't mean anything. If we put ourselves back underneath that pillar, back underneath that, that foundation of the law, then what Christ did by dying on the cross and resurrecting would be for nothing. It would be completely nothing because you're putting yourself underneath that yoke, underneath those chains again. Just like me being free, walk over to a police officer and say, hey, take me to jail, put me in handcuffs, arrest me. Well, police officers would be like, for what? You didn't do anything. I know, but I just need to be arrested. Well, you didn't. No, because I know that the law, you know, and I I, I didn't throw my uh, can in the, in the recycling bin. I broke it. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't wear my seatbelt today. Can you arrest me? Police officers would be like, well, I didn't see it, and just put your belt on. But I need to be arrested. That's how Peter was putting himself underneath that law. There's a thing called doctrinal bondage. Now, we don't want to talk about it, but there's a thing called doctrinal bondage where it's the thing of, I believe in this, and in, in this part of the Bible, and you don't. But I'm wrong because you don't believe the same thing I do. And yet we're, we're saying, well, see, you're going to hell now because you don't believe what I believe. That's doctrinal bondage where you take the doctrine of man and you literally place somebody else on hold or place somebody else in bondage because they don't believe what you believe. Now, in the Bible, six, six books, right? Now, 
The way I feel is this. If it's in here, live it. Well, you know, I don't tear it out. Nobody wants to tear anything out of here. Well, I can't do that. Then what's the point of not living it? What's the point of not walking in it? Well, I, we only believe half of this. Uh, so the other half doesn't apply? See, Bible. There's an acronym for Bible. Basic instruction before leaving earth. Well, if you only use half the instructions, then how are you, you going to make it? How? So if I was putting a, 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 a shelf like I talked about last week, the shelf from Ikea, if I was putting that thing together and I only used half the instructions, I would only have half of the, the shelf, right? So anybody who came into my house or my living room would be like, hey, I, I have the same shelf, but it doesn't look like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I only use half the, <laughs> the instructions. So you only have half of the function of the shelf. How come you don't have no books in there? <laughs> well, because it's not going to hold any weight because only half of it's milled. Oh. We're missing out the full function of, of walking. See, these signs will, will, will follow them that believe. So, but we don't want to believe that part because, wait, that makes us uncomfortable. When we let the spirit move, that makes us uncomfortable because we're not in control. But so many these Christian gangs that we have, so many Christian sets called denominations, we're just too busy banging on each other instead of coming together, together, uh, coming together in, in unity. When my body functions in unity, I have progress. I move forward. When I'm not in unity, I'm sick in bed. Something in my body is not functioning correctly, and then guess what? My body has to fix itself. Has to become back in line with God. When Paul confronted Peter, Paul was helping Peter align himself back with Christ. Hey, hold on, man. Neither Jew or Gentile. We're all saying, come on now. Salvation was presented to both of us. What are you doing? You're worried about what somebody else is going to say or somebody else is going to talk about. Well, guess what? Uh-uh. What did Jesus do for us? What did he do? How did he die? Because if you go around down this way, then he died for nothing. If we pick on, put on a, a re religion, guess what? Hold on. We're, we're putting ourselves underneath condemnation. We're putting ourselves underneath uh, the strains of what man has built. We would like to take a brief break from this episode with a word from our sponsors. Welcome back as we continue with this episode. And we miss out on freedom. Now, I, I, I could honestly say I, I lived under religious bondage. I, I lived under it where, you know, if, if something, if we're driving our car or whatever, right, and we get a flat tire, 
my mom would automatically say, oh, what did you do? What did you do wrong? Did you pay your tithe? Yes. Well, you need to get right with God. Like, wait, how's that? The tire could have been worn out. There could have been a screw in the road. But I lived in that mentality. Even if I'm doing something right, something bad happened, I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. What happened? And sometimes even now, something bad happens. I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? What did I do? Oh, God. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, oh. No. Things wear and tear. Things break down. Doesn't mean that I'm in the wrong. So, I mean, I, I, I when uh, my water line br- busted, okay? Oh, wait, what did I? I didn't do anything. Hold on. Okay, God helped me fix it. And God helped me fix it. Covered in mud from head to toe. But God helped me fix it. See, when you put yourself back under religion, you have the mindset of, ooh, 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 ooh. If you're running a race and you're worried about you're running and you're like, oh, did I practice yesterday? Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't do all my laps. Oh, no. Oh, and then you stop. You're not worried about the race anymore. You're worried about what you, where you messed up. Hmm. No. And I'm not saying that we're all perfect. No. I'm not saying that, hey, we don't mess up. No, we do. But when we do, it's the thing of, okay, God, God, I repent. Ask you, Lord, for forgiveness. Help me to walk right, Lord. And you walk. You don't stop. Religion says you got to start all over. So if me and you, Jim Bob, we're walking uh, from my house to all, uh, to United, okay? We're walking, <laughs> laughing, and like that, and I trip and I fall. Do yeah, you would laugh even harder, right? Just literally beat red laughing, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and and the thing is, is do I disappear and pop up back at the house? Why do we believe that spiritually? Think about that. I trip and fall. Oh, man, I hope he's still there. I know I start off. I hope he's still there waiting for me. No, that doesn't happen. You be like, hey, man, are you all right? <laughs> that was funny, dude. I mean, you should have seen it. I should have took a video of that. And you, we walk continually. Now, does my walk kind of walk a little bit? Man, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, but I have to heal. But I keep going forward. I still keep, I keep making progress. We make it to United. Huh. There's a scripture. Iron sharpens iron, right? Do you realize that if you take a smooth piece of iron and you take a jagged, messed up piece of iron and you try to sharpen it, it doesn't sharpen? This one actually becomes dull? Hmm. Iron sharpens 
iron. See, if we're forged in Christ, we become new creations, new blades, and we're able to sharpen each other with our walk. So if I fail, you help me get back up, right? I got you, man. Come on. Yeah, hey, you need help? Come on. Religion's like, <laughs> I knew it! Dirtbag and walk off. You know? <laughs> I didn't. But I, you're, they're right. I'm a loser. I'll never become, I'm, I'll never, never do anything right. And I'm always going to fail. And I'm, a, but that's what the Pharisees were doing. Oh, Jesus, you're hanging out with the uh, tax collectors. Huh. With the prostitutes. Huh. Can't believe you. Oh my goodness. Do you know he's a drunk? Did you know that? <laughs> and we do that in town. Did you know that they were hooked on meth? <laughs> Did you know that? Watch your purse. Watch your purse. Do you know that they're not even from Breckenridge? <laughs> Like, really? Seriously? Now, I understand there's pride in your town. But it shouldn't come at the cost of rejection. What criteria do we fit that I could be a part of a certain church or a certain denomination? I've I seen something. I'm not going to mention the denomination, but if you have a beard that you're not in line with God and you're actually going against the body of Christ, you're, you're in rebellion. And I'm like, a beard? Something that a man can naturally grow is sin. Huh. It doesn't take any work to grow a beard, but it takes work to shave it off every day. That blows my mind. But that's what religion does. It's, it, it builds a criteria, builds a box for whoever is, whoever believes in Christ, but it's not in freedom. It's not in, in true understanding what Christ did. It's like, yeah, you're free, but here, stand in this box. Because you had to meet all the rules in this box. You had to meet all the rules in this box. See, these Pharisees tried to get Jesus when he was walking, you know, near a field, and he, you know, gets some grains of wheat, and he saw it pop in his mouth, and <gasps> you, you won't go the Sabbath. This is work. But we're so quick to, hey, you're wearing a, you're wearing a hat in church. Wait, uh, um, hmm. you're in shorts. Oh, that's horrible. Can't believe you're showing your legs. Sinning. 
Can't believe it. You're making you're making your wife stumble. And you got a beard. <laughs> you're not going to be a part of Transcendent Church anymore. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, wait, hold on. You having a beard, does that stop you from your relationship with Christ? You wearing shorts, does that stop you from your relationship with Christ? No. Religion stops you in your relationship with Christ. Hmm. So break the chain. Break the chain. Break those yokes. Christ, I'm going to live in you. I'm going to live in freedom because you presented me freedom. I'm going to live and breathe in you. What does that look like? What, is, what does that freedom really look like? That's a, that's a big, big question, right? What does true freedom in Christ looks like? It's not anarchy and burning everything down and... <gasps> no rules! Put your shirt on. There's only one rule! <laughs> Classic. But what does that look like, breaking the chain? Because when you, when you want to live in freedom, it's not just easy. You have to sometimes fight yourself to be free. So, I mean, sometimes I have that mentality. Oh, what did I do? Something broke. Oh, no. Oh, wait. No. No. I'm not going to put condemnation on me. I didn't do anything wrong. No. I'm, I'm good. It's just something that needs to be fixed. Okay. I was riding my bike, and guess what? I got a flat tire. Okay. Just need to air it up. Or maybe I just need a new tire. It's changing your mind. How you think. And taking that step by step. When you received Jesus Christ in your heart, you became a new creation. Old things passed away, but it's renewed. I'm renewed. I'm renewing my mind daily. Meaning, I don't go back to the same thing. I'm learning more, changing more, fixing more. Christ doesn't be like, all right, we're just going to rip all the wiring out. No, he takes his time and he's, hey, we're going to deal with this today. Hey, we're going to deal with anger today or this week, or however long it takes. Oh, we're going to deal with your impatience. <laughs> okay, this oh. We're going to study this for a month, okay? And then we'll see where we are after a month. Okay, Christ, all right. But he walks with you. So you are able to progress. Whether it's an inch or a mile, it's still progress. Still progress. So walking in freedom.
chain is broken. As you see this picture, this, this lady is able to just worship, just go in. And if you want to know what bondage looks like, have you ever worshipped and still not feel, feel completely free to worship? Like complete, oh, all out? What's holding you back? Some people want to just run, go. I, I can't. Because <laughs> they said I can't. Okay. Huh. I don't know where I heard it, but there was a guy who, uh, he was in the service and, and it was like, a. Uh, a, a worship meeting or whatever and God told them to roar I don't remember where I heard it but they told him to roar and the roar you know roar like that's freedom me and my beautiful wife went to uh, to eat at uh, Full Angel and there was these two there's a little girl and a little boy and they were just laughing and joking and she was laughing and you could see freedom. They were able to be children. Unless you are childlike, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You had to be child. As an adult, have you, uh, Joe Bob, have you ever like, took a car, like a matchbox car, and just... Have you? Yeah. I mean, I did. Uh, a lady um, donated some Matchbox lowrider cars to the open door. Guess what I did when I got home? I had a little car show. G.I. Joe's. G.I. Joe's. Uh, a lady uh, named Heather, she bought me a remote control car. I was like, oh, oh, oh. It was one of those that flip. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't do that. You're a grown man. Okay. Why can't I? Why can't I be that creative? Why can't I play with Legos? Why can't I build things? Why can't I? Well, you know, as a man, I put away childish things and all this stuff. Okay. That means you're just... Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> All right. Your kids are like, my dad is so boring. He can't wait till I grow up, so he's so I'm become boring too. No, freedom, freedom. In First Corinthians ten thirty one to thirty three. So eat your meal heartily, not worrying about what others say about you. You're eating to God's glory. After all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way, heartily and freely to God's glory. At the same time, don't be callous in your exercise of freedom, thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings. In all these matters, I hope you will be too. Huh. Do everything... Heartily, do everything with your whole heart. 
Now, there's some people who might not have your freedom. There's some people who can't worship like you. But he's like, huh, they can't worship like I can. I just go all out. No. No. God hasn't got them there yet. God hasn't worked them through. It's like, like I said last week, taking that, that, that instructional book and beating somebody with it. Be like, you're not on page 17 like me? You know? It's like, you can't worship like me? You know, like, you don't have that freedom like me? You know, that's what people like, do it. I don't want to be free because I don't want to be like that. That's not free. You're just judging me. No, no. Do it unto the glory of God. Worship to the glory of God. Pray to the glory of God. Read your word. Have friendship. Have relationships to the glory of God. Everything and anything you do, do it to the glory of God. To the glory of God. You know, I like Jordan, so guess what? I wash my shoes and make it nice, but I do it for the glory of God. God, what do you think? Yeah? Cool. I had Legos. I built my Legos. What do you think? Cool? Play video games. Hook up my charger. I mean, all this to the glory of God. Do you realize that if you are living to please other people, you will never, you'll never succeed? Ever. You'll fail. Because you cannot please everybody. But if you're pleasing God, do you have to worry about anybody else? No. You don't. Well, I need to, I need to please my wife. I need to do everything she has. I need... I, wait. Then I'm putting myself underneath a cover, a, a, a law, a hold. No. If I please and love my wife according to the glory of God, she benefits and I benefit. If I, if I was going to school, if I did my schoolwork to the glory of God, I reap the benefit of doing that. But I'm not going to say, hey, you're not where I'm at. <laughs> no, that's religion. That's religion. Reject religion. So, at this time, Online, I want to say thank you for being with us. If you want to accept Jesus Christ in your heart today and, and live in a free life, just repeat after me. Say, God, I'm done. I quit. I give up. I'm through. I no longer own me. You own me. Teach me. Guide me. Show me what you want me to do. And I'll do it for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I surrender. You have an awesome week and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to transition church podcast don't forget to comment subscribe and share this podcast with someone you love